uh, couples therapy asked me if I can sing. And I said, no, I can't sing. Because it's true. You could sing if you want to. You could leave your friends behind. And if you can't sing, then I don't I didn't think this through at all. That's a good start. You want to open with that? Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Chad? Cameron! How are you doing? I want to call my friend Alice out on the show. She said something offensive. She said the Andy Griffith show isn't good. And I refuse to believe that because the Andy Griffith show is actually indeed good. Do you have opinions right. on that? Um, to play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. I think it's fine, but I think it's a bit overrated. I think of all the shows from that era, it's one of the few that still properly holds up because most of them are terrible. Like, leave That's it to fair. Beaver. It's good by comparison. Um, like in what's context. Yeah, and I think I think that's important, right? Like, yeah, Leave It to Beaver sucks. Um, no, Leave It to Beaver's better. No, it's not. Leave It to Beaver's terrible. It's- it's consistently better. Okay, here's my problem with Andy Griffith show. Shit. I think there you can you can pick out the best episodes and they're really good. But if you just watch all of the episodes, a lot of them don't hold up so great. I've and I seen... think you like the characters. I think you remember the good moments, but as a whole, I think there's some divots that bring it down on an average. I mean, there's definitely, like, mediocre and bad episodes. I'm not going to, like, deny that. There's some pretty stupid ones. Um, but I'll watch any episode of Leave it to Beaver. I will not watch Leave it to Beaver. be happy. Because I think that show's terrible. I like the one where they got a baby crocodile, and they had to take it to the crocodile farm. That show is weird. I mean, I'll, I'll give it that. Like, there's things that happen in it that are kind of bizarre, and I think Eddie Haskell's a fun character. I like the side characters in Leave it to Beaver. I think... Uh, Beaver and Wally are stupid, and I feel really bad for their father, who has to put up with a lot of bullshit. I think the side characters have a lot of personality, but I think they work because they're not there the whole time. And yeah, I, think I mean, if you the, had, a... you, you need the main characters to be a little more watered down by comparison. Yeah, because if you had like a full episode with Eddie, you'd get annoyed. If you had a full episode with Larry, you'd get annoyed. Like, yeah, they, but don't, they don't drive the it show. It wouldn't be the same if they didn't poke their head in once in a while. Um, I still stand by. I don't think Leave It to Beaver is a particularly good show. I think it's very stupid and not Do you a like Father way. Knows Best. Father Knows Best is the other one I was going to mention that is also dreadful. I I hate Father Knows Best. That was Laurent Leave It to Beaver. It's not allowed in our household. What's funny is uh the one of the daughters in that show plays the love interest in the Andy Griffith show for a bit. She's the uh. The the chemist the the they call her the lady druggist she she runs the why can't I think of that that's called I was gonna call it an apothecary like a fucking gnome dwarf thing Jesus Christ I've been reading too much Dungeons and Dragons shit that's not wrong it's it's not but we have other words a pharmacist fucking shit why is it so hard for me to think of that word is that is apothecary not a current word I don't think people say apothecary anymore Cameron. Unless I know what like I, I wonder Mordor. if I can look up um uh usage of the word apoth oh no how do you spell it? E C um 
historically. What were the other shows that came out at that time? Because this was... Do, 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 1954 is when Fathers Knows Best started airing. All right. So, uh, Apothecary peaked in usage in the year 754. So, maybe I'm off the mark there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love Lucy. Um, I think good. the end of the show is good. It's fine. I, I think there are great episodes. I think there are great characters. They're not always used that well. I think that's fair. There are also some terrible characters. Ernest T. Bass is not like the show's strongest point, right? Like Ernest T. Bass is annoying. And a lot of the episodes with him in it are terrible. I do kind of like Ernest T. Bass, though. He is endearing, but also... He's not written in good episodes. It's 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 a little frustrating. Uh, the darlings are are sometimes largely mediocre, but then they have like the long sing-alongs, which are kind of fun. Like I'm not gonna pretend the Andy Griffith Show is like the greatest thing ever, but I do think it largely holds up really well, and it's still like funny. And part of that is like Don Knotts is an amazing you know actor. Have but you ever seen the Ghost well. and Mr. Chicken? I have not. Oh, you should put that on your watch list. Gunsmoke's um, okay. That is, uh, the Ghost and Mr. Chicken is a must-see Halloween movie. That's some of Don Knotts' best. Is it a is it a funny movie or is it a scary movie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm it's looking a at shows for sure. I kind I kind of figured. Um, you know, it's hard to say though. I you know what? Uh, I'm gonna save this for my glad space. But we were we will be revisiting movie talk later. I'll just say that. Okay. So I'm looking at a list of the best shows from the 1950s on IMBD, and I definitely don't know okay. a lot of these. I've I've never seen the Danny Thomas show. I don't know what that is. I've I've yeah, mainly seen the Hunter Mo- the Honeymooners. I know like some of the iconic stuff from um, it. I don't know if I'd call it good. That's that's another one. I want to classify that as Andy Griffith show, where it's like. I think people remember the characters they like, but it's not like a single episode is like, boy, this is such a good show. I think they they like some of the character dynamics and some of the funny moments, but I think uh, Lassie can kind of fuck off. Uh, the old Superman is interesting because oh, it's yeah. uh, God, I haven't seen the old Superman in a really long time. I was never that impressed by it, but I don't think I ever turned it off either. Perry That's Mason. Fair. Perry Mason is endearing and also a terrible show. That's fair. Every episode is literally the exact same. It, it once you know that it's uh, it's really funny until it gets boring. But it's like everyone just like yeah, ra- but it's well, it's funny because um, what's that other show everybody's talking about lately? Uh, oh, it's that detective show. Yeah, um, what the hell was that? Because I sent you a clip of like that, but if it was written by Zoomers. Columbo. Columbo! Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. You sent me that, that Zoomer Columbo. That was the funniest skit. Because it was also like so believable. Like they, they got the Columbo Twitter, or no, I'm sorry, the Columbo uh, character down. I'm sorry, I'm reading this uh, clip. That's not a Twitter link. Where'd the Columbo go? I think the uh, Beverly Hillbillies is bad. No, Beverly Hillbillies is great. It it has moments. And one the movie's of those great. Where I don't care who says otherwise. 
The Be- Beverly Hillbillies is, I think it's good if you're in the right mood for it. Cause it is like frustratingly stupid, but it's literally, that's the point is it is a dumb show and the comedy hinges on like dumb characters. And if I'm not in the mood for it, it is absolutely unwatchable. I, yeah, you know, if you're not in the mood for it, that does drastically shape how you're going to perceive that show. I feel like it is very specific. So that is fair. But I think it was a very funny, silly show. It wasn't deep or anything. I don't, I can't remember Bewitched at all. Bewitched is good. Um, I think it overstates its welcome a bit. Uh, same goes for I Dream of Genie. I haven't seen that in so long. I think I prefer I Dream of Genie, but it was also a little more lighthearted. Maybe I feel like Bewitched tried to insert drama once, once too many times. I'm and also, Genie I'm lo- was always kind of like, "This is just silly. Like, there's no rules yeah. here." Which I, I think is works in its favor for sure. Um, we got the Munsters and the Adams Family, and I'm looking at both of these, and I'm like, oh shit, these are different shows. <laughs> I've seen them so little that, like, uh, you, they kind of combined. You you really don't have much of an appreciation for the Adams Family, do you? I don't, like, dislike it or nothing. I just haven't really seen a lot of it. And what I have seen is fine. Um, I enjoy the characters in it. I just, it's one of those things where it's not on, like, TV land very often, and, like, the stuff that is on TV land is largely like MASH and the Andy Griffith show for three hours a piece and then other stuff. And by then I don't watch it anymore. No, I mean like the characters though. Like you don't like the comics. Have I seen the comics? Have I read those. Uh, well maybe you haven't. I, I just find it interesting because I feel like that's up your alley. I think so. I like, um, I mean, it's one of those things, right? Like I know some of the iconic stuff and I like that. I just haven't really gone and dove into any of it. And I wish it was on more because I do watch like TV land a decent amount when I'm at my parents' house where we're having supper or just hanging around in like nine times out of 10, they're playing mash because that's kind of the time slot we're over. But also they just play a shitload of mash on there. And I love mash. We did a whole episode on how much we freaking love mash. Uh, so yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm not around enough. Uh, Gomer Pyle, I mean, USMC was terrible. <laughs> that, yeah, that didn't work so well. Green Acres and Petticoat Junction are also bad. Gilligan's Island, I think, is bad, but I'll watch it. Yeah, I think Gilligan's Island is cute enough to not change the channel, but it's not like I would go out of my way to watch it. Uh, the Dick Van Dyke show is good. I don't remember Bonanza or The Monkees. Hell yeah, Batman's on here, and the Twilight Zone, both of those are good. Did you watch the Twilight Zone over the 4th of July weekend? No. Why? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's like, like they play it like literally all weekend. I think there's like 48 or more hours of the Twilight Zone on uh, TV Land during the 4th of July. No, that's that's New Year's. They did, did it they this weekend, Did they start doing that too. on 4th, too? Yeah, that shit was on like all weekend. I don't know what channel it was. <sighs> I mean... That, okay, whatever. Why not? No, I, I missed that. I don't watch TV, though. I don't think I have access to TV land right now. We we watched some of it. Um, It was good. Uh, Twilight Zone's a fucking classic, right? Like, I am, I'm always kind of blown away by how clever, 
a lot of those episodes are. Yes. You're sending me Adam's family comic strips. I didn't, they're all single panel, which I didn't expect. We won't be late. You get the children to bed around eight and keep your back to the wall at all times. That's a really ominous thing to tell your babysitter. Oh, here's a two-headed kid, and he's like, I think he she looks a little bit like both of you, because he's got the mom's head and the dad's head. That's creepy. Yeah, I've never seen this at like, all. Yeah, it's like there's just something like slightly sinister or weird in the background, but also it's like just like a sweet moment. The may I borrow a couple cup of cyanide is is wonderful. Also, this, this yeah, you're like this. It's drawn and shaded so darkly, like it's not. It's not funny, and then the punchline is funny. I can see why you like this a lot. Like, this is definitely, like, that subversive Cameron humor. I love how you you, the, you put the emphasis, I see why you like it. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm clearly enjoying it. You can hear me, like, laughing and smiling. <laughs> no, I but... know what you mean. Um, <laughs> uh, like, there's this cute one where they're just, uh, it's like a they're sitting down at a, a Thanksgiving dinner. And there's no words or anything or whatever, but it's like the pig has two heads and you're not sure why. But there's not really anything weird or out of place. It's just kind of this like sweet uh, holiday gathering with the family. And it's like, it, I mean, if you look at that one image, it's like altogether ooky. But they're just, it's a sweet family. And I, I think when the, when the shows or the movies like lean into that, it works its best. And I think when it tries too hard to lean into the weird, it like sometimes gets distracted by itself. Sure. I will say the kid in this picture looks like he is up to no fucking good. He's he's got a Dennis the Menace grin. Also, Dennis the Menace fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't care for Dennis the Menace. I'm 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 coming out here with some really strong language tonight as far as like opinions go. I'm like, that sucks, that's garbage. I don't normally care that much about things, but we're also talking about shows that aired in the 60s and the 50s. I think it's okay <laughs> to not like them or like them. Star Trek is good. What came out in the 70s? The, I thought that... What, what is it? The Gunslinger? The Gunsmoke? Which one is... um? The guy's got a rif rifle... man. No, I'm thinking a Rifleman. Rifleman's pretty good. I don't know what year that came out. Happy Days was the 70s. Three's Company was the 70s. I like Three's Company. Been ages since I've seen it. Oh, I'm sorry. I found a, I found another comic I like. Um, it's a uh, that's Discord's moving slow. Um, it's this like sweet view of the uh, the living room, and the kids are stoking the fire in the fireplace while the parents are watching from like around the corner. And the text reads, the little deers, they still believe in Santa Claus. Oh, that's funny. So is this like in a newspaper? Yeah. I did not know that. Here's a nice Christmassy one where it's snowing out the window. And they all look upset. And it's like, suddenly I have a dreadful urge to be merry. Ah. Uh, and it's just, it's an old style of sense of humor. Like, I don't know that you would print any of this today besides for, like, nostalgia reasons. Yeah. But at the same time, 
I find it funny that like nihilism is like so popular right now. Like everybody loves suicide jokes and self-deprecating humor and like a goth IHOP or whatever. And it's like Adam's family should be thriving right now, but it's like these uh, uh, pedestrian goths don't get it. It's weird though, because I feel like if you go to like hottopic.com, I bet like a hundred dollars you can find an Adam's family like t-shirt. Right, like I don't think it's gone, but I I, I do agree that it, it's sort of surprising that it hasn't really made a resurgence. Given I, the thing is, so I don't ever really associate the Adams family with being bleak. Like it's kind of making fun of it in a way. Yeah. Okay. And see, I hate the hot topic shirts. There's this one that says it, there's a picture of cousin it, and it says party animal. Yeah, that that can fuck off right into the sun. Wow, there's a lot of options though. There's a there's a lot of Adams Family T-shirts on Hot Topic. Fifty-eight results. So again, these current day Zoomer goths, I'm not terribly fond. Are the Zoomers even shopping at Hot Topic? Like, I, what is that store for anymore? Because it's been closed. I don't know. At it's our mostly anime. For- that's true, but there's a lot of Ghibli stuff, like old stuff. Zoom- I- no, it's like Demon Slayer and the things I don't recognize because they're too new. That being said, though, Hot Topic was always like the only store in my local area where I could get like anime and band t-shirts. Like, I don't think that's really changed. So, I mean, I get it like it's like new stuff, but also I imagine there are people our age who are like, man, I fucking love Demon Slayer. I'm gonna go to Hot Topic and get a Demon Slayer t-shirt. I typed into Google, Hot Topic is lame, and it came back with a result for a shirt at Hot Topic that says everything is lame. It's got little sparkles on it. Yeah, that's... I don't know who that's for. I feel like... Once again, I feel like the kids, like, there's there's a lot more post-irony going on here now, and, like, the 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 way humor and stuff has changed. I just, I don't know who would wear that shirt other than, like, a, a millennial that had a bad day i feel like hot topic is a very millennial thing still yeah i mean you know you might be right there i mean okay to be fair hot topic media corporate says the their target demographic is young men and women between the ages of 12 and 22 i don't know that i trust that i mean they can say that but they they can say that now I'm trying to figure out. Um, so, uh, research summary for hot topic statistics and demographics. Hot topic has nine thousand six hundred and sixty employees. Fifty-eight percent of them are women. The most common ethnicity at hot topic is white at sixty-one percent, which I I probably could have told you that. Um, on average, employees at hot topic stay for the company with for two and a half years, which I would not have guessed. I guess their average salary, it says, is 26000 But I, the problem is, is you, you're you including, like, the CEOs and stuff in there, and they're going to skew that average all over the hell. Yeah, that number doesn't mean much. I just want to know the average age of someone, like, who buys from them? Average age is 20 to 30 years as far as people that work there. 
20 to 30 is 50 percent of the people that work at hot topic and then 18 to 20 is 32 percent i don't know if this is fun to listen to or not i'm just reading stats off of hot topic <laughs> how did we get on this topic uh adam's family oh, yeah the andy yurfa show <laughs> yeah we went on a fucking journey there didn't we <laughs> We kind of did. I didn't think we'd end up inside of a Hot Topic. I kind of missed the one we had. I never shopped at there, but it was always like a staple for a really long time. And then the mall started to die and it closed. And it's like, oh, no, the world is getting older around me. Yeah, there's a little bit of that going on lately. I think the show Soap is pretty good. That's late 70s to 80s. I've never seen Buck Rogers in the 25th century. But I have seen Duck Dodgers in the 21st and a half century. None of those. I've seen the parody. I love the parody. Very good. At least it's been a bit, but I remember it being quite good. Old Charlie's Angels was kind of bad. I didn't realize Battlestar Galactica was 1978 to 1979. Did that ever get, like, rebooted or something? Yeah. Okay. The reboot was, um, it was kind of like Lost, where I think that first season was gold, and I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then it, like, meandered so much into this bizarre thing where I couldn't recognize what was going on. And they introduced this concept that, 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 like, there were Cylons that looked like humans, and they were spies, and they didn't even know that they were a spy until they were, like, activated. And so there's this, like, suspense thing of, like, any one of us could be the traitor. And apparently the writers didn't know. And they would literally, like, draw a name out of a hat when it was time to reveal somebody. Because they didn't want to, like, subconsciously uh, foreshadow it too much. They wanted it to be a surprise. And it's like, no. that's You, you construct a good story. <laughs> it's not a D&D campaign. Oh, my gosh. I, I've never seen the original or the, the new stuff for Battlestar Galactica. Wow. I'm a little I'm surprised. Actually, the I'm new stuff was, uh, it was popular. It made the rounds. It really did. And honestly, though, I'm almost more interested in the old stuff. I kind of want to see, like, what it looked like. You know, how, how much does it show its budget? You know, that kind of stuff. I wonder if that's on YouTube. Oh, you know what? That That sounds like a possibility I got my hopes up I saw a playlist and none of them are episodes they're just oh that's odd the Cylons attack the colonies I'm gonna send this to you let's watch this have you seen it you have you seen this is this gonna be new to you um is this a whole episode no it's like four minutes I just curious what it looks like because uh I mean, they're using, like, decent yeah, models and I, stuff. I might, I, I'm certain I saw this, but probably, like, 20 years ago. Okay. Well, I'm going to hit play in three, two, one, play. I Already, I will say, I'm impressed with the visuals of this. Like, this ship is cool. I like the glows on the engines on the smaller yeah. ship. Like, it looks good. Yeah, at the time, it was really cutting edge. I mean, the, the Cylon guy... You know, that armor is not super flattering. It's a little silly. But also, it's, like, really shiny, He's and I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a dude in a suit, but... 
No, oh, it's a real swords. robot. Look at him. I didn't know they Rear had swords. Oh, they're going to kill mankind. It's, what's really funny about this is like they could have done that in an email or a phone call, but they had to walk through the ship. Oh, yeah. No, there's stuff in uh, Star Trek Next Generation where it's like you realize that they do not have wireless uh, connections because it's like the, uh, you go to the med bay and they have these like instead of clipboards, they're like these sci-fi data pads and the doctor's checking one and then a nurse will come up and like hand her another one. So she like swaps them off to look at the other chart and it's like, oh, you can't just check the database from your iPad. <laughs> like, oh, that's the thing I didn't expect to age so much that we like surpassed that technology real fast. Yeah. It's almost it's one of those things too where like it's almost there, right? Like it's like, oh, it's this. We have this. But ours is better. I have a feeling whatever I'm watching would be better if I knew what was going on. But like I visually I think this is cool. Yeah, sure. I, and yeah, I it is. I, I think Special effects at the time, this is really impressive. For just a TV show, too. This isn't a movie. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like they're on Earth, right? Which is kind of cool. Like, the sky's got, like, a pink-purple to it. Um, there's just something about, like, it's really saturated, the coloring, but then it's kind of dark. Like, it's got a an interesting aesthetic. All right, things are blowing up. Like, this looks nice. Yeah. Shit, those people just got killed. Yeah, like this is a fucking decent action scene. Like, like you said, this is a this is a TV yeah. show. I don't know. It's funny. You might actually enjoy the show. Um, if you ever need something to watch, maybe maybe find a collection of these. I love how they're like in an arena that has like the word peace written out, and then it's just getting like totally bombarded by enemies. I appreciate the irony. Yeah, it's. There's very strong visuals. There's like bodies lying down. There's destruction and stuff, and it's like it's a lot for a '70s show. Yeah, I had no idea this was like this. This is like blowing my mind a little bit. Ah, the flags so what were you on expecting? fire. I'm curious. I don't know. Um, maybe something a little more like Star Trek, where it's a lot more like talk okay. focused because. This kind of stuff's expensive, right? And it's harder to choreograph. And like, like the action scenes in Star Trek, the old stuff, you know, they're not the greatest. Like, they're not why you're there. Um, and the sets this... were all recycled. That's why they always like go back in time to cowboy times. Right. Or this planet adopted Earth Roman culture. How odd. We have these costumes available in the back. Yeah. And and so like this is definitely like a level above that. I might have to like wiki this. I'm kind of curious what it was like working on this and and you know the the the, the fighting to get it made and to do stuff like this because I'm sure there was some headbutting with you know the network and people that controlled the the pocketbook. And you know what's funny? I have a feeling uh, Andrew Heaton probably did an episode about this. Oh yeah, he's got his sci-fi podcast. Yeah, you might be able to find that. That might be a fun listen for you. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. That was a neat little little thing. Well, if we're going back in time, uh, I don't know. Did did you catch any of the new video games today? I did not. 
Well, since we as a culture are creatively bankrupt, here's the new Terminator survival game. Oh, boy. So imagine the movie Terminator. That was the whole sales pitch. It's a 26 reveal trailer, so I'm guessing there's no gameplay. Um. Oh, yeah, it's not... I don't even know I, if I like I, this. So I want to ask, do you... I, I'm burnt out on survival games. Uh, do you think that, like, Terminator is a good setting for that sort of genre? I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad setting for that genre, especially if it takes place, like, you know, pretty far in the future. Like, it fits. I will not play it. I don't like the aesthetic of what I'm seeing very much. I, there's something about it that just doesn't quite sit right with me. I get it. But I also don't know who it's for because, like, you say you're tired of survival games, and I, I feel like a lot of people are. How about let's let's change gears, um, since uh, as a as a culture we're completely creatively bankrupt. Here's the RoboCop game trailer, but this has oh, gameplay in it. Okay, um, I. Do you like RoboCop? I, I don't know if I've seen RoboCop. Oh, really? You might. Yeah. I think you might like the first one. There's some clever commentary in it. I think a lot of people may have overlooked at the time. I've seen parts of it. I've definitely like, you know, caught 10 minute chunks on TV or whatever. So I'm like familiar with it, but I don't know if I've seen it like from start to finish. I think as a film, like with all the context, you would actually appreciate it more. This looks kind of neat, though. Doesn't look bad. I like the uh, I like the blood like, effects. Um, yeah, I'm getting like a cyberpunk vibe, but it's definitely like toned down. It's like cartoony. That's a year from now. Okay. Well, I'm gonna keep an eye on that one. As uh, as critical as I was, I gotta admit it kind of looks like maybe they know what they're doing. I'm not gonna say it's like clearly game of the year or anything. Like it's kind of basic shooting, but uh, I'm I'm open to that for sure. I yeah, I mean I won't get it. I I don't have a huge attachment to RoboCop, but even if I did, I don't know if I would be like eager for a RoboCop game, right? At the same time, every time I see there's a new Alien game, I get a twinge of excitement until I get disappointed. So Yeah, I know. I do the same thing. It's like, they'll announce one. It's like, no way, an Alien game? As if we don't have, like, a mountain of garbage already with, like, yeah. one good one in it. I'm waiting for, like, I would uh, another Jurassic Park game, but it's based off the first movie because I feel like we maybe are overdue for that. Uh, I'd be interested in, like, a Hellraiser video game. You know, just like thinking back to like properties, but I don't know if Hellraiser is extremely profitable, so they probably won't do that. Um, what are some other movies from? How are there not more like Predator games? I know we we had a whole fucking episode on on Predator not that long ago, but I'm just like, of all the things, like I don't know who wants RoboCop, but I think everybody wants to fucking be Predator and go murder people because that would be fun. Like, I love that, that both Predator and RoboCop are in Mortal Kombat. That's true, and so is fucking Terminator. And Terminator, <laughs> it's, again, creatively bankrupt. We keep revisiting these same things over and over. I'm guessing they're all um, in Fortnite, I want too. them to make, like, 
No, they need like a parody of Hellraiser called Hell Lower. Ah. Uh. And it's about like it's like the Cenobites or whatever, but it's like, oh, it's bad. And they just like they come to Earth and then like evangelize Jesus and like you you don't want to go to hell, it hurts there. But everybody thinks they look really cool and trendy, and so they go to hell. You think, no, you guys, you know, you don't realize, oh, oh dear. I feel like Rick and Morty did something vaguely similar to that, where they went to hell and it was filled with Cenobites. And, uh... That sounds like a Rick and Morty bit. Yeah, and, like, they all got, like, terrible things were, like, made them happy. And so, like, it was weird trying to hurt them because they'd shoot them and be like, ah, oh, we like pain. And so Ray or Rick made, like, a ray gun that just, like, made them feel pain how normal people feel pain and because he's like fuck this i hate being in here and i'm just gonna we're just gonna solve this with science real quick and he shot them all with the ray gun and so they're like oh no everything hurts and it's not giving me an erection anymore and then they left hell <laughs> has there been a rick and morty game because i feel like that'll happen at some point i mean uh yeah there was a vr game it was called virtual rickality wait really yeah and I think they went on. I think the people that made that uh, made another game called like Accounting Simulator, and that was like the same sense of humor. And they have a new game coming out. I don't know if uh, if we covered that on our EA thing. No E three, Rick and Morty game, whatever shooter. Um, High on Life. Did you see the High on Life trailer? I did not. Well, I guess we missed that one. Maybe you missed it because it looked unappealing to me. I'm watching the trailer for this Rick and Morty game, and I don't understand what it's about. But it's $30. I think it was borderline, like, a tech demo kind of thing. This is, like, early in VR. I don't think it's a very complete experience. It's kind of like, look, you're really there, and you gotta you got to do a science thing, and it opens a portal, and you got to... You go in the portal and look. It's a. It's something's weird. Look at the weird thing. Yeah, pick it up. Pick up the weird thing. Okay, you got it. Now you got to open a new portal. Well, look, you're you're somewhere. Look, it's a big thing. It's commentary. It's great. I'm. It I'm definitely. Morty. It looks like that. Yeah. Which is crazy. They want thirty dollars. So I'm gonna I'm gonna click the high on life thing. So I'm gonna watch that in three, two, one, play. Let's watch high on life. Squanch games. I like how it's just Morty's voice. Yeah. I feel like I should like this, but I I don't. I feel like they want me to like it, and I don't. Yeah. It just doesn't... It's not clever. No. No. Um, it's being weird and silly for the sake of it. Yeah. And I get that, but it's kind of like, all right. I will say the top, uh, YouTube comment is an actual original looking first person shooter was the last thing I was expecting. And that's a point. Like, yeah. You know, I'll give it that. I'm going to upload that. This has a style that nothing else really does. Yeah, I'll, at I'll least be... they're doing that, but I don't smile while watching it. Yeah, I, that's kind of the problem. It's supposed to be a comedy, and I don't smile. So, 
Oh, I'm curious, like, because it could be hard to like work comedy into a trailer like this. Like, I, I well, that's not, I can maybe not, maybe not that hard, but I'm curious, like, context-wise, like, how how annoying is some of the banter that goes on between the weapons and you using them? Because we get a little bit of it, and you're like, oh, I guess that's like funny in theory, but when they say that for the fiftieth time, am I gonna try to go in the menus to turn it off? You know, did you ever play the Guardians of the Galaxy game? I did not, though I've heard it's actually, like, decent. There is so much talking in that game, and I'm, like, shocked that I don't hear repeat lines over and over. Like, they're always talking about things in the current room, and we'll go to a different room, and they talk about a new thing. And it's like, they recorded so much for this game to work it that it, it functions, like, I, I think when I watch the trailer, it's like, this is so talkative. I, I think this is going to be terrible, but it's on Game Pass. Like, well, let's just try it. Let's play it. And I'm just kind of surprised. Like, is it, well, wow, they recorded enough that it didn't get annoying video gamey. If they do that, like, if this uh, high end life game keeps it fresh the whole time, and maybe there's more clever things than were in the trailer, then good on them. I don't yeah. necessarily have faith in either of those two concessions. I think part of the problem with that trailer is like it wasn't sure if it wanted to show off like the gameplay gameplay or the comedy and it did a poor job at both because it's not like the gunplay looked particularly like engaging but I think he was trying to show like the funnier guns and it's like no, no I want to see like what's the machine gun like in that I want to I want to flavor for it's a first person shooter so like give me proper shooting. It's a, it's a really weird trailer for a shooter. Like I, I, I'm interested. I'm curious because it does have like a style to it, and it's unexpected. And I technically like, I like the Rick and Morty guy. Like his stuff is funny. I think he writes clever sci-fi weird shit. So we'll see. We'll see. I guess that's all my E3 updates. Um, they did announce a bunch of stuff today, and I was like, okay, whatever. I think I showed you the interesting ones, which were all letdowns. <laughs> yeah. I know someone on my writer's group was like, well, I can't remember the last E3 I was hyped for, and it's like, oh, man. I, I don't either. It was at least... Oh. Like, the Wii? It would have been in that console uh, yeah, generation. Yeah, I want to say... Um, the the last time I was like excited about something in E3 might have been that Knights of the Old Republic trailer. Um, like that for that MMO, that first one where it was like a big Star Wars battle. It was better than like the prequel movies. Yeah. Like, I don't know when that came out, but I think that was like that was a like oh wow I'm impressed by this trailer. It's a cinematic trailer without gameplay, and I'm still impressed. I don't think I've felt anything in years. Like, it's just a thing to look forward to for cringe. I know part of the problem, I think, is it was a huge deal when you only had, like, one console, right? Like, when I was in high school and I had, like, the GameCube, that was it because consoles were expensive and that was the one we, we got. Like, it w there was a certain, like, cultish hype about E3 where it's like, I'm going to, the E3 is going to come out and it's going to prove to me and everybody else that like, I made the right choice in getting a GameCube. And then as I moved on to PC gaming more, and then eventually like you can afford your own stuff and you have all the consoles or your brother does. Cause I don't have them, but he does like 
it stops mattering as much because you're just like, oh, I'll get whatever game. Like the games that are good will filter to me and I will buy those. And I don't have to like take four hours out of my week to watch everything at E3 anymore to get the news. And now I just wait and have you do it. And then you tell it to me on the show and then I go, okay, or, oh, that looks dumb. And then we move on. Like, I don't have a, I don't know. Like there's a lot of stuff that has just like changed, but part of it is it's just, I don't know, easier (laughs) to not watch it and, and to learn about things through the grapevine. I think the other thing is, uh, it depends on what you want out of the games. And I think I appreciate them in a form of like the same reason someone appreciates film or books where it's like the, the literal, the, the literature and the art component of like, how do these things get made and what does a completed vision look like? And so I get less excited about AAA games and it's more like, I want to see a variety of games. So I consume a lot of like let's plays. I listen to podcasts. I I am like thinly living through other people's experiences while I like in between having my own experiences. Um, because it's a subject I find fascinating. I think a lot of people don't actually care in that way that I do. Sure. And I think for some people, they they maybe developed a habit like they that's just all they did when they were kids and it's like they never grew out of it because i see this thing a lot where people just kind of say like what i got the new game and i just i'm not feeling it i i don't know maybe i'm clinically depressed and it's like or maybe you don't like games dude like try a different hobby like i don't know these people have like existential crises that it's like oh, I've, I've played every single pokemon game that ever came out and i didn't even finish this last one I, i'm probably gonna neck myself it's like okay go ahead and do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i i agree with like i've definitely met people who are like their thing is gaming and then they buy a lot of games but they don't ever play any of them to like completion and it's like you, are you actually having fun like if a game can't compel you to get to the end and you call it a good game. I mean, if you just buy something for multiplayer, I think that's one thing. But like, if you're like, yeah, I bought the new Gears of War game and I only got to level four. Like, oh, well, that sucks. Like, but you're allowed to not like it, too. Like, a lot of these games, they're not doing a lot of new stuff either, especially or like, some like of the shooter it's stuff. like a substitute for personality where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a gamer. And they wear like a gamer shirt. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I have opinions about this thing. It's a game. It's being. And it's like the I, I hate like being um, overly generalizing with this statement, but it's really that thing of like sometimes you do have to go outside and touch grass. Yeah, like you you can broaden your horizons and you might startle yourself when you find out that you like something else. Uh, it could be something super mundane, like you might find out you really like whittling and you make little wooden statues and you're really good at it and you have a knack for it. The other guys, they got those nice knives, but they can't get a bear to look as good as you. You, know, you got a realistic looking bear you whittled out in half an hour. How'd you do that so fast, bro? You got to try this stuff and see if you're good at whittling. You got to try something. Painting, you know, there's like watercolors, there's oil paints. Try something. Read a book. I don't <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was a funny one I saw on V once on a there was a 4chan like a video game thread where this guy said that like he he always loved video games he loved RPGs um and he loved anime 
and he's like 25 and he was watching something and he was playing a game and i think his roommate said oh i think that game that reminds me of a book you should read this classic sci-fi book it was like bioshock or something but it's like oh you should read this book and it's okay and so he read the book and he realized that like the dialogue in the book was better than any single video game he's ever played or any anime that he's ever heard translated. And he's like, Fucking imagine I wasted that. my whole life on shit that I thought <laughs> was like culture. And it's like, oh, wait. And he, he started reading other books. And it's like, yeah, I think I like reading more than video games. Like, <laughs> it was like kind of like he was more embarrassed to share this than like an epiphany. It's like, oh, yeah, I could have done this. I started this years ago. And I know, I, I mean, I've talked about that, I think, numerous times on this show, right? Where it's like, I will probably never play a JRPG or even like a long form RPG ever again. Because if I want a good story, I will buy, I will buy a book. Like, I don't have to grind. I can just flip the page. It's great, you know? Um, I still like anime, but I also, I don't love anime. And I, I, I it always kind of... There's wrong with liking anime. Right. Oh no no! I I, I it, there's de- there's definitely not. It's just like the people I know that like define themselves by anime, and like light novels and manga, and it's like you know that there's other stuff, and the dialogue is believable. Like, or you don't have to worry about like all the girls having jiggle physics on their tits for no reason. Like, there's other options, and they're largely called novels, and you should pick them up. Not to sound like a total snob, as if I haven't done that all episode, being like fucking facts of life shit but go read a book but it's just i think sometimes we develop habits in our youth and we need a reminder to get outside of our comfort zone yeah i think there's a a very definite it doesn't help that everything's marketed towards a comfort zone either like Mm -hmm. i think any company really wants you just buy the same thing over and over again like in the perfect world, you would just buy another copy of Lord of the Rings like once a month for no reason, yeah. and that would make the book companies really happy. They don't care, you know. And there are definitely like bad books. It's not like I'm gonna pretend that every book ever is like better than every video game. It's like no, no, no. no. There's some, there's some shitty books out there. You got You gotta do your homework and you gotta experiment, figure out what you like, and what you don't like. And like with anything, it's just um, if someone has an Naruto shirt and they say, "I understand drama." It's like, okay. <laughs> I know there are there are uh, people in my writers group that predominantly get all of their media via translated Japanese items and then they write and you can tell that they don't read, you know, western fiction just because like their dialogue is so clunky and weird. And it's like, "Oh, I would expect that out of a translated light novel." Are you throwing shade at my comics? No, I'm throwing shade at a specific person. Okay. Okay, good. That isn't you. Clarify. Uh, 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 oh, uh, I, I want to complain about Warcraft. Um, Warcraft is bad. All the writing is bad, and the writers <laughs> should feel bad. Um, someone showed me. So I, <sighs> this is annoying. I like Christy Golden's books. They're fine. Some of them are, are some of them are better than others. I don't think she's bad. I think she gets a lot of unnecessary flack that I wish would stop. But also, she's not, like, super great, which I think is a a, a fair uh, critique. 
that she's not the best author in the world, right? Sure. Most but there's aren't. this picture where she she tweeted uh she she tweeted the sentence uh, so how's your morning going? And it's a picture of the inside of a microwave and a hard-boiled egg had exploded. Because apparently she decided to microwave an egg for some reason. And every time something bad happens in the story, people will post a picture of this tweet saying, this is the brainiac responsible for the story right now. Sure. And that's uh, mean-spirited and also not entirely accurate. But at the same time, I appreciate the humor because sometimes when like a character has had two or three or four expansions of like drama building up and her response is you're right. We should lay down arms and put differences aside and team up. And that's her only line of dialogue. It kind of makes me picture that hard boiled egg in a microwave that I still don't know why it was in there. <laughs> I microwaved an egg for breakfast this morning. So why? Cause I'm lazy and didn't want to dirty a pan. What? But I why cracked. Why do you need a warm... Was it a hard-boiled egg? No, it was a regular egg. I cracked it, put it on a plate, and then put it in. Oh, And then okay, I threw it no. on bread. That That's the thing. This was a hard-boiled egg. I don't understand who eats warm, hard-boiled eggs. I don't understand who eats hard-boiled eggs at all. It's like... It's like weird, like, caveman behavior. Like, it's like... I've never seen this before. And she's just like... She's tweeting this like it's a totally reliable... Like, oh, <laughs> Mondays, am I right? And it's like, what... Why did you do this? Those are the best kinds of uh, like thread backfires, or I guess Twitter I don't know. Backfires. I feel bad saying mean things about her because she gets a lot of like undue hate. <laughs> I don't want to like feel like I'm dogpiling on that, but it's always weird because like most people, like like it, mediocrity is like the the average, right? It's in the middle, and it's okay because that's that that's sort of the point is like. Being in the middle. It's just, yeah, some authors are kind of mediocre. And it's frustrating when, like, there's an author that gets a ton of shit. And you're like, okay, they don't really deserve that. And then, like, these same people will be like, but Ernest Klein's books are really good. And I, it's probably because she's a woman. Like, they, people will judge women in, in the nerdy spaces way harder than men. And that's frustrating. Uh, I don't know. I've never read any of her, of her stuff. Uh, the only Warcraft books I have are by Richard Knack. And they are... Also, extremely mediocre. They're kind of fun, but they're not, like, written well. And you can tell that some chunks did not get a second editing pass because the grammar and yeah. wording is extremely they're, awkward. They're junk food. They're they whatever. Are. What was the point? My point was it's fun to broaden your horizons, um, read some Adam's Family comics, watch some Andy Griffith show, whatever. I hope we weren't too negative in this one. I feel like we were kind of mean. You know, I I usually feel bad about how negative we are, but I think we've been on a really good positive streak lately that I don't feel bad this week. Admittedly, we were negative about things that are not fucking important. I hope so. At least that's kind of how I feel um, about we it. Can counter, yeah, but we can counteract that negativity with a glad space. You want to share something you're glad about? Yeah, what the fuck am I glad about this week? Um... I like the new Shinedown record. I mean, I, I gave that another go today. It came out last week, Friday. And it's pretty fun. Like, they, they, they're they really kind of leaning into, like, a concept album for the... the I don't want to say the first time, but they're leaning into it a lot more, like, 
structurally and like aggressively than their previous album, which was like a concept album and vague theme. Whereas this is like, no, there's like tracks in between tracks where there's uh, evil robot AI and it's dystopian and there's like digital stuff that goes on. That's kind of cool. Uh, it's a bit it's a bit different from them, so it's nice to see them continue to like play around with their sound. Um, Brent Smith is still like one of the best singers in rock and roll music right now, so his performances are spectacular. Uh, it's a fun album, and uh, I enjoyed listening to that today and the last time I listened to it. So yeah, that's a good pick. What about you? What What are you happy about this week, Cameron? Um, I've been binging a YouTube channel. Now, I I might have already brought this up before. I do like this channel, but there's something happened this last week, and I realized, oh, I haven't listened to any of his uh, essays in like a year. So I've been catching up and listening to old ones. Uh, on YouTube, you can find the Royal Ocean Film Society, which, uh, going back to my appreciation of the craft of film. It really, it's like, he does these deep dives into weirdly specific things, like actors and directors or special effects. Um, he did recently a really good one on how uh, Ray How no, Ray Harryhausen did that stop motion effect where there'd be like live actors interacting with the stop motion puppets. And just super fascinating. It's a 12 minute watch. There's, there's, it's not a commitment or anything. But so informative. Like, I just, I love this channel so much. So I can't recommend enough the Royal Ocean Film Society. Uh, particularly, uh, there's one about bizarre fan edits, where it's like films that are cut differently. You can find it, a version of Star Wars Episode One that Jar Jar isn't in. That's And crazy. the story is still coherent, because he doesn't contribute anything. It's kind of fascinating. I like that a lot of these videos are around the 10 to 12 minute mark. Because uh, when you said like video essay, I started thinking of like ContraPoints and Lindsay Ellis who go on for an hour or more. And it's like, okay, I don't have to have time to get into another YouTube channel that will like release movie length videos. Um, but yeah, this this is interesting. I might have to like dive into this a little bit because there's uh, what looks like cool videos. You know, the stories that inspired Pixar's best films like, oh, fuck yeah, I, I'm curious about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's actually, there's like a bunch of these, but I want you to watch this one um, about Smell-O-Vision and other film gimmicks. I I linked you one on, like, the the 3D films, but I meant to send you this one. Okay. Uh, this is about, like, where it's, mas- it's just marketing. <laughs> like, sure. it, it, there's no, uh... nothing else about it like it has nothing to do with the integrity of storytelling it's just like how can we get more people in seats and so it's like okay we got a horror movie right well the monster's not very scary but what if what if we just told people it was scary and that that worked a little bit but they're onto the trick so we got to like oh okay you have to sign a waiver that if you die during a die of fright during the movie you you don't get to sue us and and there's a nurse at the entrance to check your your heart to make sure that you're clear to watch the movie and stuff like that um, it's just super interesting. <laughs> like some of these gimmicks were like it was so much effort. It's like you could have put this much thought into making a better movie, but it's like they're not going for people that want movies. They're going after stupid people that need gimmicks. Sure. So it's just a very interesting thing to watch. 
I like uh, he's got one that's like uh, what Rise of the Skywalker did right. And I'm kind of curious because there was so much like negative stuff about that movie that I, I would like generally want to watch some positive stuff. I didn't hate that movie. I had fun with it. So oh, like seeing, you know, I didn't see that one yet. So what, what you did? You had fun with that one? Skywalker? The Star Wars movie? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was fun. I, I found it mostly painful. Uh, no, you, you told me, like, hey, go into it pretending it's the Dragon Ball GT of Star Wars. And I was like, okay. And I was like, fuck, that was the Dragon Ball GT of Star Wars. I had a good time. You know what? That's right. You set your expectations right. Um, I was expecting a sequel to one of the other movies they already made. I know, right? I got cool. my feelings hurt. <laughs> I, I have to watch this one, too. Because, I, I, again, I, I think I'm maybe overly critical, but there's also some critique that is warranted. So I'd like... Uh, I'd like something to keep me in check. Yeah. It's also only eight minutes long. It's like one of his shorter videos. <laughs> what do you say that we end the show? <laughs> I'll put another half a shot of bourbon in my glass and then we can watch that. Oh, do you want to do that? A little extended play? Yeah. I mean, well, we can turn the okay, show off. Okay, why don't we'll you just do, do that? With- um, no, let's do it. Get your bourbon and I will refill my wine glass. So wait, are we going to stop the show or we're going to keep recording? Let's keep recording. Why not? Okay. Okay. Cool. That's atypical, but you know, this is maybe a good talking point. I'll be right back. While he's gone, I can talk about our sponsor. Um, What's that one going around about hair care? Are you bald? You need hair care. There's some kind of thing that helps with your hairline. Is this Rick and Morty improv? Like we gotta, you gotta get this this hair product. It's it's a hair. Everyone has hair, but what if what if nobody had hair and you needed a hair product? This it, it gives you it takes away your hair. Now you're special. What? It's, it's crazy. I got I got all this wire on my head. I was doing improv. I might cut that. We'll see. Okay. Your improv is usually pretty good. You took improv it, classes at the improv classroom store. <laughs> Improv is better, I think, when you're with someone else and you're on the same wavelength. I think solo shows are typically very lame. Yeah, um, you gotta really have like the charisma or just the uh, like the gift of gab, so to speak, for it, right? Like I was kind of like Bill Burr's podcast when I used to listen to that, but he's also a professional comedian. So if anybody can, you know, keep you entertained for a full hour, it, it's a it's a professional comedian. I think that's why I'm afraid to start my Warcraft show is that I'm by myself and I don't know if I can carry a conversation by myself. I think you can. Like if you go in with a proper like thesis and you understand kind of what you want to say and, and don't, uh, you know, overstay your welcome. I, I, I don't see a problem with it. Like almost all my favorite YouTubers or all of them are, you know, solo acts like philosophy tube. That's just her contrapoints. That's just her. Any of the mini painting stuff's largely one guy, you know, uh, midwinter minis or Goobertown hobbies. Like, you can make it work, and I think you have uh, the personality for it. You just kind of gotta, you just gotta lean into it and try it. Yeah, I'm gonna start this weekend for sure. Nice. Okay, so we have what Rise of Skywalker got right. Uh, do you want to count down? Sure, I'm doing the counting downing today. Um, Let's go. I almost said something really offensive and I stopped myself. So let's go in three, 
two, one, play. The Rise of Skywalker is a lot of things. I don't think it's anywhere close to being director J.J. Abrams' best film, but I'd also argue that it isn't his worst film. It's a movie that definitely suffers from his weaknesses as a storyteller, but I do think that it's one that plays to his strengths as a visual coordinator. Look at that. And for whatever it's worth, I'd like to flag up what, I think at least, is the main thing that the film gets right. Finn, help me out over here. The film is watchable. So, when the title was what Rise of Skywalker got right, I didn't think it would literally only be one thing. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I kind of <laughs> figured there'd be like a numbered list or something, and it's like, oh no, the cinematography's really good and everything else is, you know, iffy. Which is fair. Like, to me, there's things about Rise of Skywalker that I like. It's very anime-esque. It, it it reminds me of like a weird shonen, and then the end is very like anime hype ending. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense, but there's spectacle, and that trumps the uh, kind of the plot. And I I enjoyed that. Like to me, that was like something Star Wars had not ever done before. And as flawed as that movie is, it at least I don't know. It kind of has like an identity that the other movies don't. That's I fair. Wish it I were mean, better. It, we're in glad space territory still, so I want to say something positive. Uh, okay. I do agree the cinematography is good. I like the essay. Uh, I want to say the other thing that they did really well, though, and this is a problem I had with Last Jedi, was the practical effects were really good. Oh, yeah. Um, I love, like, Abrams seems to understand that Star Wars needs to have Muppets in it in a way that other people seem to forget. Like, every time they had an actual little puppet or a big puppet or something, it made it feel more like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So I do want to point out that I'm not purely negative on what's probably my least favorite Star Wars movie. I liked it more than uh, Rogue One. I want to put this below Rogue One, but also... I've only seen it once, and I feel like maybe it's due. I should maybe watch this again with like a more studious eye. I don't know, but I this was fun. It. I I really uh, I recommend this channel. I think you'd appreciate other stuff on here too. Yeah, yeah, this looks like fun. Um, I uh, this is a good you know if this is the channel, this is a good example of it. I think. Yeah. Really. But yeah, I guess that's a that's a good time. Did you have a good time? I had a good time. I hope everyone else did too. I don't have anything smart to close out the show with. Um, I was gonna like look up like the quadratic equation or something, and then I realized that's stupid. You know, recognizing that a joke isn't funny and holding it back is a smart thing. So you get a you get a smart point today. What are some smart sayings? No one else is willing to do that, so that's what I will do. I will answer the what? question that wasn't asked. Hey, that wasn't so bad after all. What the fuck is this stupid shit? Now I'm angry again. I should Good just night, be quiet. Good night, everybody.